0: Interested in taking a deep dive each week into a compliance or compliance-related topic? Then Compliance into the Weeds is the podcast for you. Join Matt Kelly, the coolest guy in compliance, and Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, as they go into the weeds to flesh out a story which you can use to better inform your compliance program. Both you and your compliance program will be the better for listening to this podcast. Compliance into the Weeds is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.
1: In this episode, we consider the compliance job market. We ask, is it wrecked or is it simply frozen? And if it's frozen, when will the thaw occur? Will it be in 2020 or will it be in 2021? Did COVID-19 hasten the move to more technological solutions in the compliance world? what's happening with salaries, and we conclude with what industries are bullish on hiring. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox, the Voice of Compliance, back again with Matt Kelly, the coolest guy in compliance for another episode of Compliance Into the Weeds. Today, we're going to take up a topic that I don't think we paid any attention to, or if we have, not enough attention to over the years, and that's the compliance job market. Um, so, Matt, first of all, welcome, and can we get a check in from Cambridge?
0: Yeah, sure. Hello, Tom. Uh, Everything is fine here at Radical Compliance Headquarters. Uh, Everybody is healthy. And in Massachusetts, we are at long last talking about reopening the state sometime soon. We don't know exactly when that will be, but probably by the end of this month, some businesses will be a little bit more free and open. And uh, we are slouching towards revival here in Massachusetts. That's what's going on.
1: So Matt, uh hopefully all of our listeners know but if they don't, uh, they should know that you have uh, a Friday jobs report and as I understand it, it is by far your most popular column on a regular basis. Uh it is uh, pithy, gossipy, short, but also highly informative. Uh, And so I was wondering from your experience with that over the past several years, moving into COVID-19 and beyond, uh, what do you see right now in the compliance job market?
0: Yeah, this is interesting. So I have been doing the jobs report every Friday since August of 2016 which I started on a lark back then, and I had enough material. And it's basically just people who are taking new jobs or getting promoted or other gossip like that. And I had enough material one week that I could do it again the next week, and then enough the next week, and three and a half, four years later, here we are. And what struck me was that this past Friday, May 8th, I published the largest compliance jobs report ever uh, with – Roughly 1,300 or so words and two dozen at least job moves that people were making. And uh, I was just astounded at that because I'm publishing the largest jobs report ever. At the same time, the United States was reporting the worst unemployment report we have ever seen since the Depression. 14.7% unemployment. We all know that number is actually even higher. 20.8 million people unemployed. And I know at least some compliance officers are in that 20.8 million who lost their jobs in April. Um, At the same time, I keep putting out these significant jobs reports week after week. And I got to tell you, two months ago when COVID first hit and it became clear we were going to have severe economic trouble – I actually included a special note in my jobs report back in like March, I don't know, sometime in early March where I th- I thought I might have to suspend it or move it back to monthly or something like that because I figured all the jobs would dry up. And that is clearly not the case yet. I don't know. Maybe it will or won't be the case. But uh, it led me to just dig a little bit deeper into the state of the jobs market. I caught up with uh, Steve Harrison, who is a recruiter with conselium compliance search and he places compliance officers. So I picked his brain a little bit about what was going on with the job market these days. I've been doing some research on compliance officer salaries and but as of right now, the compliance job market is both hot as usual and difficult because of COVID and the oil price crash, we should call out because that hit the energy sector. And Tom, I'm sure you know that um, that the energy sector has been a mainstay of compliance officer employment for many years. So we have the oil crash in the energy sector. We have COVID hammering hospitality and retail, and who knows what else. So there are a lot of job losses in the compliance sector. I know that people are calling me up to say that they have lost their jobs, but we still have, at the same time a fairly brisk, as usual, like a hot compliance market for at least some people out there. So it's a very mixed picture of what's going on.
1: Is uh, from your research and reporting, do you conclude that things have have or will significantly slow down in Q2 into Q3? Or are we moving towards really uh, is the system being broken?
0: Well, it's not that. It is not the system being broken, at least not yet. Uh, But when I was talking with Steve Harrison, for example, he said that um, he described the job market as on pause, but only on a temporary basis. Uh, A lot of his usual clients in the corporate sector have said, we are going to put this search that we had open. We're going to hold it for three months or six months. Um, But they are not saying... We're canceling this because we've eliminated this position. Uh, that makes sense. Nobody really knows how COVID is going to affect things. Nobody knows when COVID might start to recede and economic activity could resume to normal. We don't know what that normal will look like. Um, Steve said that he would not be surprised if we see some of these frozen positions unfreeze by the end of the year. Uh, I personally think that, you know, I don't know if it'll be the end of the year, but I wouldn't be surprised if. We see a brisker return to economic activity next year, and that will include compliance. Um, but Steve also said, and this makes sense, I've heard this from some other people too, that to a certain extent, some if there's regulatory pressure, you know, if you're under a monitorship or a consent decree of some time, or if you're in regulatory trouble and you're looking to get out of it, you're going to have to hire a compliance officer if you have that role and it is vacant. Um, You know, you can't have a major settlement with a monitorship and a DPA without a a chief compliance officer being hired. So some very limited circumstances, it's still getting pushed through. Um, And on others where it is more of an option, perhaps it's a nice to have, but not a requirement, That's where we're seeing some pause at least for another three to six months, see how it happens. Uh, But I know what, you know, for example, I know one other compliance officer who is between jobs right now. And I don't know, about four or five weeks ago, I made a comment on LinkedIn about the jobs market. And he said that, A, he's willing to relocate. B, he does have a very diverse range of experience. So he had about seven or eight inquiries out that seemed promising. And that was four or five weeks ago. And then the other week I caught up with him and he said that he's down to three fairly well-progressed job interviews and whatnot and strong leads. And he named the companies and they're correct. I know for a fact some of these companies are looking for compliance officers right now. Um, So there is somebody who was making some very good progress even today. But I know other compliance officers in energy who have lost their jobs. I know one in retail who is looking to bolt before um, their company goes into distress, and you know it's it's all over the map like that. But there's a lot of activity, more than I thought. I thought it would be doom and gloom all the way through, and it's not all the way through by any means.
1: Matt, let me see if I could uh, raise a couple of points on the consequences of this. Uh, first of all, you you mentioned the interview process, and uh, CCOs mm-hmm. are typically or at least hopefully seen as a, a major hire for a corporation, a C-suite level executive. And uh, typically that means uh, multiple interviews uh, with senior executives, uh, perhaps a board of director or two or several board members. These are generally in person uh, as opposed to a, I don't want to say uh, uh well, a compliance professional, not a CCO, which may be uh, another yep. level of interviews, but can de- be done perhaps uh, remotely or virtually or, or over Zoom. Does this crisis really have any implications for the interview process and who might get hired out of the interview process?
0: It, I think it does. And I asked a few compliance officers and recruiters about their experiences with that. And here's what they said. So if if the company wants a specific person whom they already know we want john or jane doe who is over there and we're going to recruit them for this opening we have if it's that then they are probably going to pause their recruitment process right now because of travel restrictions and there's just you know there's no real need for it um assuming john or jane doe is not going to go anywhere else they might say let's wait for three months until uh, the health climate improves and we can get uh, Mr. Amisto in for an in-person interview. So in that situation it might stall. Um, on the other hand, there if it's a lower level position, um, I have been told that you can certainly expect a lot of video interviews. there's no real reason they can't be done. Video interviews are not anything new in other fields, but if it's a lower level position where, you know, you're not necessarily reporting directly to the board or the CEO of an S&P 500 company. You can get away with that. Maybe the interpersonal bonding and connection and feel isn't as urgent. Uh, So maybe a video interview is fine, but be prepared to do more video interviews because the company would say, if we can't eyeball this person in the room with us, if we can't take them out with the whole team, then let's have, The team and various other people all eyeball them through Zoom. That is less ideal. So therefore, let's do more of it to try and still get that holistic sense of can we work with this person or not? Um, So there's a lot of that. And then I also suspect that even if you're doing with just video interviews and remote interviewing like that, it's going to take longer. So the placement cycle or the sales cycle for yourself getting to the job, that's also going to take a longer time. Uh, those are the kind of things that I'd heard about with the job interviews. Oh, and actually, that reminds me. Um, one other thing that compliance officers might want to get used to, if you're doing video interviews, welcome to the world of psychometric testing and analysis and special software that will record the interview that you do. And they might be looking at small facial ticks or subliminal impressions that you might relay that the human eye won't necessarily pick up, but software would. Um, Or maybe they're going to ask you special psychometric questions to elicit a certain type of answer. I asked my recruiter friend, Steve Harrison, I asked him about that And I said like, so are we going to have this be a interview like Google does with engineers where you have to figure out how many golf balls fit into a school bus or stuff like that? Um, He didn't think it's going to be weird questions like that. But don't be surprised if you occasionally get a more intrusive or more, I would call it big brotherish sort of video interview experience. I don't know if anybody listening has had that experience. I would love to know what happens. Call me up on the sly. I would be curious to hear about it. I'll keep your anonymity, but we might also see that kind of stuff in video interviews, too.
1: Matt, now let me turn to a trend I think we both had observed about compliance, particularly in financial institutions and financial services companies, around uh, the uh, decrease in hiring in compliance professionals and the move to automation for lower, more, more rote compliance functions. You've written about a robotic process automation and other tactics that uh, banks are utilizing. It strikes me that uh, in this COVID-19 crisis and moving forward with the economic dislocation, banks and other financial institutions may move to tech solutions to uh, help Uh, hold down the cost from having to rehire people? And if that's true, could that bleed out into other forms of compliance, anti-corruption, compliance, uh, antitrust
0: or other? I struggle with that because at a theoretical level, yes. Um, That presumes, however, the company actually does have the money to buy this uh, technology. And if it's a generally painful budget and revenue cycle right now across the board – It might also be the case that you don't have enough money to make the investment. Um, I mean, I would encourage companies to think through you should probably invest in the tech and get it up and running before you lay off the people that the technology is replacing. But I also have no illusions that if your revenue picture is falling through the floor, you might not have that luxury and you're just going to get rid of people and then what happens? Because are you if you don't have the money to invest in the technology, that might not work. Um, I also often think about the nature of the tech itself is somewhat changing. That if it is a cloud-based solution, then you are going, you the vendor are going to wind up billing the customer/client on how many people the client actually has using it. So if we're laying everybody off, there's going to be it's nice that you can turn the your costs for the technology up or down. We have only 100 seat licenses. We have 500. We're going to get rid of a bunch of people. So next quarter, we can slash our spend on the tech. Like, There's a compelling interest to invest in the technology in that way, which I don't necessarily like the employment implications of that, but from a purely financial perspective, that is true, that there's a lot of due diligence that could be automated, I actually think a lot of compliance programs wouldn't mind automating a lot of due diligence, which is kind of tedious and boring and a pain in the neck anyways. Um, So I could see it. I just wonder if we are in such a conservative cost-cutting mentality right now. If you don't have any money to invest in the tech either, then I don't know what that means for the trend of getting rid of people to replacing them with tech. And maybe you're just going to replace everybody and have the remainders do more with less as the terribly cliched phrase goes. Um, but no, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that unfold over time. Yeah. Man, let me
1: turn to salaries. Uh, have you been able to investigate, report on, or even dig up any solid salary information across uh, the compliance uh, hiring space? Or is that something that is really just too fragmented to really pull together?
0: I have dug up a lot of incoherent data on the salary space, if uh, you want to go through that. I, I think that Compliance officer salaries, this drives me nuts. Um, So I I have been looking into this, and I can tell you, according to salary.com, the average chief compliance officer salary in the United States is $235,000. Glassdoor.com has it at $150,000. LinkedIn's median compliance salary is $155,000, and then... This is uh, the, the best I love here. So indeed.com tells me that a average chief compliance officer salary is $128,000 a year. While they are looking at that, and I have the screen grab and people, I will put this on my website so you can believe it. So here they are telling me that the CCO's average salary is 128000 while you might also like to see, and over on the side, they have salaries for related jobs, a director of compliance, which is decidedly less than the CCO. They are further down the pecking order. The director of compliance average salary is greater than the CCO salary, which is as director apparently makes 130000 130, a year or so, while the CCO is an average of one hundred and twenty eight. Now, none of this makes any sense to me. And I have been looking into very specific chief compliance officer salaries in the same field, say finance, and looking at major cities like comparing, say, Dallas and Boston and Atlanta and what are the salaries. They're still all over the map. I have not yet unraveled this puzzle. Um, I asked my recruiter friend, Steve Harrison, about this. And we both believe that the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics Salary Survey, which comes out, I think, every other year is probably the best because it doesn't offer you a median. It offers a range of salary for types of company. If you're in this field with this budget and you've got this many employees and this many people on your team, a chief compliance officer typically makes this range of money and you can pigeonhole where you are to see what is normal. But overall, Tom, I got to say, the salary data in this market just... I, it drives me nuts because it's all over the map, and I've got no idea what the uh, the correct salary would sh- would or should be,
1: Matt. Not everything we've talked about in this podcast is doom and gloom, although perhaps not as upbeat as we might have liked. So I wanted to end with something a little more upbeat. Are there any industries that that you have observed are bullish on hiring compliance or chief compliance officers at this point in time?
0: Um, Yeah. So actually, healthcare, definitely, healthcare and life sciences are both still on the upswing. Um, That is not necessarily a surprise. Um, Life sciences in particular, like biotech and pharma companies, they don't make money for years and years and years before they finally try to hit it big or they get acquired. So for a lot of them, the negative revenue picture we're all seeing, for them, that's old hat. Um, Oddly enough, it seems that consulting firms are looking for more compliance talent. That may not necessarily be ideal for people out there because There can be a lot of travel involved. It could be a contract-only job without benefits. But as companies are cutting their headcount, that does not mean the compliance work actually goes away. So then they're looking to outsource some of that work to where? Well, to a company like some sort of compliance consulting firm or compliance outsourcing firm. And so I've heard that they are still hiring you know like i said they're probably hiring on project work but some money is better than no money if you are in between jobs that might be something to think about um and then it, i remain unclear on this but i have had recruiters tell me that lower level jobs may actually be easier to place right now because some of them can slip in under the radar um if you're going to be a chief compliance officer With some sort of big salary, whatever the data might be, I don't know. But, you know, hiring a chief compliance officer at a large company is a big deal and it requires a high level of approval and meeting and whatnot. But if you're just looking for a compliance analyst of some kind, that could be a much easier fill. Because the salary requirements are lower, the approvals are not as necessary, there's still plenty of people out there looking for compliance analyst or compliance staffer work. So it may well be that people on the earlier part of their career are looking for a, a lower-level job. They might have an easier time than somebody at the higher level. Um, so those are some of the ways that I've heard that there is still some action going on.
1: So, Matt, uh, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but this has been a fascinating review. And uh, I think this is a topic we may need to take up on a little more regular basis, uh, at least more than once every three and a half years.
0: that That's for sure, Tom. Thank you.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance Into the Weeds. If you have any questions, you can email Matt at mkellyradicalcompliance.com. At you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. If you have any recruiting or job hunting stories, we'd love to hear about them. I hope you'll join Matt and I again next week where we take up another interesting topic of compliance into the weeds. Compliance into the weeds is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.